Welcome, everybody, to the next episode of the Cannabis Review. I'm delighted to be joined in this episode by Brad Racino. He's the editor and publisher of Cannabis Insider New York. How are you keeping today, Brad? Very well. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much for having you on, mate. I've been uh, following all the articles you've got been published in ATN. They're done to a very high caliber, so I've been dying to have a chat with you and get your uh, your uh, opinion on the New York State as opposed to just the New York City. Can you maybe give everybody a quick little overview of how you got into the Cannabis Insider from the industry that you're in? Sure. Yeah, I was an investigative reporter and editor in, in San Diego, California for the last 10 years and relocated to New York uh, last year with my family to uh, be closer to the rest of my family and was looking for some kind of a position that would allow me to dig deep into something really interesting. Um, and boom, cannabis was right there waiting for me. Uh, just timing was perfect. And we launched uh, late last year and hired our first reporter late last year and, and started actually publishing in February of this year. So just a few months and it's been going really, really well. Um, this is a very undercovered industry. I think a lot of major publications still aren't taking it seriously yet, which is very surprising, but also good news for us. Uh, but it's it's just a fascinating journey so far and, and really fun to watch as this market develops from the ground up. Yeah, and I think New York is probably one of the most interesting territories with the amount of uh, capital that's uh, available to businesses that are over there, that it is surprising to see that none of the big publications have been doing this properly. And the caliber you guys are writing at is a, is a, a, a testimony to the talents you guys have. I've got to jump into basically the first topic, and it's New York State Overview. Now, we've already had a couple of guests on to talk about New York City and the five boroughs and whatnot, but from Buffalo to Rochester to the five boroughs, where do you see... The the concentration of cultivation happening in New York State. Well, yeah, it's interesting because when when people talk about this market, they only so far I really hear discussions about retail and about cultivation. Retail, everyone seems to want to be in New York City. Cultivation is happening upstate. That's where the vast expanses of land are, where the farms are, where the farmers already are, where they've been growing hemp for the last several years. Um, now can turn those into THC growing farms. Um, but from, you know, from Western New York, I'm in central New York right now, Syracuse area. Um, if you go directly west from here, you hit Buffalo right by the border, you go directly east, you hit Albany. All of all of those cities, Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse, Albany are all prepping um, for this market in, in different ways. Um, you see some people, yes, looking for retail locations, but others really looking to get their hand in the cultivation, the processing. There's a lot of talk about distribution up here and how that's actually going to happen and play out because this is a huge state. When people talk about New York, New York, they usually think of New York City and they don't think, wow, the rest of this that goes all the way up to the Canadian border, all the way west to the Great Lakes. There's a lot of land to cover. So um, there's that's going to be an interesting market to watch and how that develops up here particularly. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I mean, a lot of politicians, there's a politician, a senator in Rochester who's been for, uh, on the forefront of introducing new legislation uh, around the business marketplace of, of cannabis. Um, and a lot of local politicians, at least uh, here in Syracuse, who are still navigating the waters of like how their community feels toward this topic and and whether they want to institute zoning, um, you know, laws to to keep these things separated so it's it's playing out in a bunch of different ways up here but it's all all interesting 
Amazing. So we kind of know where the cultivation retail is happening. In terms of the extraction facilities and the lab testing and then uh, uh, the, the manufacturing side of things, are these going to be basically in cities that are already up and running with manufacturing these facilities? Or are you starting to see new facilities being dropped up in uh, certain locations around the state? Because obviously everybody can't be setting up a facility around New York. There's only going to be so much business that uh, to go around. Yeah. So right now i'm not an expert on this yet because there hasn't been a lot of talk of it i know for the lab side of things there's only two labs in the entire state of new york there's one relatively new one i think down in in the hudson valley um and i honestly don't know where the other one is but that's that's all there is um there is some talk of people starting new labs but again everyone's hesitant because the regulations aren't out they have no idea what this is going to look like so when to invest that amount of money uh, a lot of people are hesitant to do that. Uh, processing, same thing. There's been some really interesting partnerships, especially with um, private businesses and Native American nations. Um, there's been some joint partnerships in developing cultivation and processing facilities uh, in a couple parts of the state, which is really interesting to see. But um, no, I, I don't have any more info on that because again, the, the regs aren't even aren't even out in draft form for those. So in terms of the regulations, the logistics laws, shall we say, haven't even been drafted and put out to people because I can imagine that's going to be one of the areas of contention and profitability with the size of New York that uh, having flour distributed at a premium quality across the state is going to be of uh, paramount importance, like keeping it safe from theft. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's it's a huge missing piece of this puzzle. And the Office of Cannabis Management and the Cannabis Control Board has said repeatedly as as recently as just a couple weekends ago that they expect uh, product on the shelves by this fall. And that's that's just, you know, uh, four months away falls in September. That's not that long. And there's this huge element of you, you got retail regulations out. You have conditional cultivation regulations out. But what about everything in between? And how does it get from the cultivation facility to the retail stores? Like if in New York, if you're transporting or you have more than three ounces, it's still illegal in this state. So how are you gonna transport that stuff from the facility to the retail shop if you don't have distributors licensed or you don't have regulations around it? There's a lot of things that are missing and a lot of people are very concerned for the timeline. Uh, when this stuff actually happens. Yeah, I seem to think that that's one of the big, huge things that everybody has been missing so far. It's okay to grow and it's okay to sell it, but getting it from A to B hasn't really been facilitated and thought out as much yet. Yep, yep. I've got to jump on to the next topic, and it's Fifth Avenue stores. So I was over in New York last weekend, as you know yourself, and while we were over there, we were seeing a lot of... uh, mobile dispensaries around the place and they were look, look like these so these were only pretty much on fifth and seventh avenue it was in kind of the touristy areas but they were selling thc flower edibles vape cartridges all of the cbd stores pretty much had thc thc stuff there already so do you see these kind of places being the future of purchases in new york or do you see a uh, fifth avenue apple sized uh, cannabis dispensaries happening over in the city that's a really, really good question. And like you, I was just in the city last weekend and same experience, walked into a CBD store and just for fun said, what do you have by the way of weed? And he just laid everything out all from California. No okay. problems. Um, it's, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a, 
I'm not an expert in consumer behavior in the state of New York or city of New York. I don't know what people are going to value. So the OCM and the CCB think that that the regulated market is going to contain safe, tested, verifiable product that people can trust and it's okay to pay more. It's okay to pay a premium for that. But there's got to be a level, right, where people are saying, if I can get an eighth of California flour off this guy on the street for 20 bucks, and I, but I have to spend 75 at a retail location, there's going to be some, a give and take there where people just aren't willing to go above and beyond. Um, I think that for the time being, those gray market sellers and retailers are going to dominate the, the New York City landscape and the market. I also think it's you know it's going to be a while before those Fifth Avenue stores and retail chains are up and running. They're, the the first round of retail licenses in the state of New York are going to be given to justice-involved applicants. And the actual retail stores where they're going to be selling from are already predetermined. And these are built out using uh, state and private equity funds, a $200 million fund that the governor has said she set aside for this particular reason. So I, I highly doubt those stores are going to be built to the caliber of like an Apple um, or a Saks Fifth Avenue. And it's going to be well after those stores are established and have a foothold that I think the OCM is going to now then allow the big boys to come in, the people with the, the well-heeled interest, the big pockets to establish those that kind of presence. It may be. I mean, I would not be surprised if it were two years from now before those stores even opened. Um, so I I think the next two, next year to two years is really going to determine what users uh, get accustomed to, what they're willing to pay for, the experience that they are going for in New York City um, to to kind of habituate themselves to like what what they're after, what they want to see in the New York City retail market. Um, and I think that those people with the trucks and the people with already with the CBD stores definitely have a strong foothold for the time being. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I think I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think for the next few years, they've got a, a little pot of gold that's going to be made there before the real capital comes into the market and puts yeah. the, the real legality and the laws up against these stores and either shuts them down or stops them selling the product that they're going to make monetization from. Yeah. Um, one of the things you guys have a conference on May the 20th, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Uh, anybody who's watching this who's in New York, or higher end, checking it out, the website for uh, Cannabis Insider is just below it's, uh, I'm sure, going to be a great event. Next topic that I want to talk to you about before we go is the current landscape. One of the things I was actually reading about on your, on your side was the acreage holdings court case. So in terms of the current landscape, do you see the big boys being able to get away with a, 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 an oligopoly over there? Or do you see that that uh, court case is going to go in favor of the, the smaller uh, defendants? Um, I... Uh, that case in particular, I wouldn't feel confident weighing in on at all. I mean, you got, it is a David versus Goliath. It is a really interesting case to see, um, to see how it plays out. But again, you got acreage, which has got very deep pockets. And I'm sure a team of attorneys going up against a much, much smaller plaintiff who's bringing these charges. So I, I, honestly, I don't, I wouldn't feel comfortable weighing in on that. Yeah, well, that's no problem. We'll jump on to the next one. So some of the job reports and the job statistics that I was looking about reading about is that within the next five years, New York will look to add 50,000 jobs to the industry. Is that the New York State as a whole or uh, New York City? Yeah. No, it's the state as a whole. Are they solid numbers uh, based on other relative industries in the state like alcohol or tobacco or anything like that yeah and that's a really good question because when we first saw those numbers um i was 
skeptical. Um, and so had our reporter, Sean Tehan, look into it and say, hey, can you actually verify that this is real, that these they're not just pulling these numbers out of nowhere? And he did a story on it uh, just a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, where he talked to a bunch of experts who said, actually, you know what? Yeah, the, these are legitimate numbers and legitimate forecasts that we can uh, that we can kind of lean into. And, and I think it is it is based on other states, what they have seen play out over time, similar industries. Um, also, the the unionization kind of mandate that all of these licensees um, have some kind of lab project labor agreement with um, with unions and unions are very strong in New York in the entire Northeast. So that's a, a huge job pool or applicant pool from which they're going to be drawing from um, and a lot of people, a lot of people in labor. So I think I think that those numbers are at least legit, if not being slightly conservative, um, because there's, as you know, there's so many ancillary businesses and companies that are going to spring up around this. Some that we've never even thought of things that just are outside the realm right now that will make a lot of sense in a few years. Yeah, no, I agree. I think uh, there's things coming around the corner that people can't see as of yet that might uh, turn some of this parts of this industry on its head. We're coming up to the time there, Brad. I'm going to let you go because I know you've got a busy day. Uh, I want to thank you very much for taking your time to join us. Uh, for everybody who hasn't subscribed or signed up for New York State Cannabis Insider, I could highly recommend it. The, uh, the writing and the articles are very well put together and very well done. So it's a credit to you and your team, Brad. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This was great. Very pleasure talking to you, mate, and chat to you guys next time.